0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Uh, I mean, I got my first uh, Super Bowl there. And uh, like I said, I laid a lot of lot of bricks there. So, uh, I mean, Philly, Philly, that's my city. And just to go back, you know, it'll be great to beat
3: them.
1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the
4: Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
3: Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you, presented by BetMGM, the voice there of Jason Peters, who's been uh, stealing money in the NFL now for a few years, <laughs> still hanging on at the age of 40. He'll be in uh, Philadelphia on Sunday with the Cowboys against the Eagles. That's a big game in the NFC. Right, let's get, we have four games left we haven't hit on today. Let's hit through all of them, and then we'll get to Joe and Paul coming up in about 20 minutes with the contest picks and our lightning bets mm-hmm. later this hour. our Bengals Saints on Sunday in New Orleans. I don't know what to do with this game. I mean, this game, we've had 10 straight unders in Bengals games. They don't score, wow. despite having an offense that says they should score. Joe Mixon looks cooked. But at the same time, you have, you have the – Saints, I mean, what are we doing with that team? Can they rely on, on Taysom Hill to do what he's doing every week to get them in the end zone? I. We're, are we at two now? Have we moved up to two with the favorite for the Bengals? Yeah, we're looking at Bengals minus two, Joe. 43 on the total Sunday in New Orleans.
1: Yeah, I uh, bet MGM is two. Uh, some have one and a half. Some are two and a half. So I wonder where we're where we're going to go with this one. But yeah, for the most part, it's sitting at two i the numbers are so kind to the Saints, and when you look at the numbers as opposed to what we see on the field, it doesn't quite match up, right? Like the metrics are kind to the Saints, but i don't I don't really see that performance. I, I'm worried the red zone is going to regress negatively. Um, the injuries are so bad right now to the key players that you care about on the Saints. Olave's going through concussion protocol. Michael Thomas did not practice again on Thursday. And on the other side of the ball, you have their lockdown receiver, uh, cornerback, uh, Lattimore. And you just happen to be going against one of the better receivers in the game, right, and Jamar Chase. Is T. Higgins going to play? I don't know. He didn't practice on Thursday either. So the injury report is vital on what I want to do with this game. Can't stand Zach Taylor. I I don't know what the guy is doing. They have the they have arguably the worst run game right now in the entire NFL, but that that offensive line was supposed to be so much better. It was going to help Joe Mixon been anything but mm-hmm. you know his his yards after contact per attempt he's 46 in the NFL. 0. 0.9 yards after contact per attempt. You were on that right away and you might be right. you might be right. It does Pam uh, is playing the under. In the low 40s, it might be another defensive battle. We saw a defensive battle on Sunday night between the Ravens and the Bengals, and some of that was due to Taylor. But we, And that's the other thing. I hate playing Bengals overs, not only because the under's hitting 10 straight, but he takes points off the field every single week with his play calling. I think under's the only play, but as far as the side, I don't really have a strong opinion.
2: Could there be some type of like narrative, Joe Burrow going back for the first time since he won a national title with LSU, just comfy, Uh, you know, like for him personally, he wants to have a big game there.
1: Well, you're not going to be able to run on them. Not that Bengals run game against the Saints defense. So if the Bengals are going to have a chance here, it's got to be on Joe Burrow's arm. No question. He's going to need T. Higgins on the field too, though. Because if it's only Jamar Chase, that that could be a little dicey. A lot of a lot of things do point to the under the more you, you talk through the game.
3: I'm going to give you a prop mm-hmm. I like in this game. Evan McPherson, over one and a half field goals made. He has averaged Fine. two field goals made per week. Uh, you yeah. think it's a tough red zone game. He doesn't have all their weapons. Wow. They can't run it. Tight like Pl- game. Maybe conservative with uh, Taylor. I'm going to go McPherson, over one and a half field goals made. All right, let's get to the Jaguars and the Colts. The AFC South, this, isn't this what it is? Like one team beats one team, the other team beats another team. All right, this these may be famous last words. I like the Colts this week. Why? Extra rest. extra because The yeah. Jaguars have disappointed two weeks in a row. I can't trust Trevor Lawrence anymore. He's lost my trust. Extra rest for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor practicing. Damian Pierce ran through that defense last week. I think Taylor, if he plays, can do something similar. And isn't this the Colts? Don't the Colts have to win this game if they're going to win this division? They already lost once to the Jaguars. Like the Colts, we got to get the best Colts effort, whatever the heck that is. We got to get it this week. Don't
1: the Jaguars have to win this game if they want to win the division? They can't fall to two and four. Then it's over,
3: right? Well, as far as
1: the division goes. At two and four to win the division? This
3: this could be an eight win division, though. Their urgency feels more Colts to me, but I understand your point. It's a big game.
1: Ah. This is gross. <laughs> this division yes. stinks. I want nothing yes. to do with this. Extra rest, whatever. You know, DVOA <gasps> is the culture the, are the worst team in the NFL. Like, Frank Reich has not impressed me this year. So the point of extra rest, like I'm kind of like, okay, is he going to be ready? Is he going to make all the right moves? I'm not quite sure that he is. You're right about Trevor Lawrence. Certainly fair. Talk about uh, volatility. It's Trevor Lawrence games. They're tough to bet on. Because when he's good, he looks really good. A lot of optimism moving forward. Then when he's bad, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. And that's what we've seen. Jacksonville, they have their number, six straight covers. But bigger than that, look at the sample size of the last 15 matchups. Jaguars are 13-1-1 against the spread in the last 15 games against the Colts. Now, this number is much shorter than I would uh, guess probably all of those point spreads have been. Uh, Jaguars defense is pretty good. I'm buying in there. We went over the issues offensively, and the Colts have more issues offensively than anybody else. What do they do well? What do they do well? The offensive line is not as strong as it once was, so that means the run game isn't as good. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is hobbled right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're like bottom. They have the worst offense DVOA passing and rushing in the NFL. They're near the bottom in success rate. I like all the metrics that you like to take a look at. So I, I want nothing to do with this. I want nothing to do with this game. Nothing. No props. I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. It's going to be on when, when all the other early games are going. I'm not going to pay attention. Whatever, whatever result would not surprise me
2: yeah I agree I mean the Colts are banged up you got Naeem Hines and concussion protocol I and mean, Jonathan Taylor did practice yesterday but how healthy is he going to be when he comes back what type of production are you going to get out of him I just really have you know Jags won at home back in week two Indy's the home team now I don't know I just don't have a lot of interest in this one either there's I have under. enough bets I don't need to force this one yeah I like it under right. too.
3: Paul sent us a note earlier this week. It's kind of interesting. Joe, you mentioned the DVOA. So the Colts are the favorite here. They're a two-point favorite at home. They got shut out by this team four weeks ago. The Jaguars are number seven in DVOA. The Colts are at the bottom, and yet the Colts are favored. What are we missing? The point spread doesn't line up with the numbers or the eye test from four weeks ago. It's, It's odd. This one doesn't match at all
1: well that metric in particular is higher on the jaguars than most others that you're going to find out there so and, and they're much lower on the colts than any other metric so i think it's kind of like a couple of things matching up and i think i think everybody The prior going, the priors coming into the year were, oh, the Colts are going to win the division. They're a much better team than the Jaguars. And maybe some felt, you know, the Jaguars could be live. They could be. But where are we now? How far have we come after five games? Is this a coin flip? Like, people are surprised that the Colts are favored by such a short number. Why? Based on what we've seen on the field, even if you're looking at it without all the stats, like, these two teams are the same. They're both yeah. very disappointing. At times, the quarterback play is among the worst.
3: If you ask, if there's one thing the Colts do well, that there's only eight teams or seven that have five or less yards per play allowed. They're one of them. We don't bring their defense up, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, the other ones we talk about a lot: yeah. Buffalo, Eagles, you know, Niners, Cowboys. But they're one of those teams that at Denver. They're in the mix. All right, let's go to let's go to a game here for. I'm interested in this one more than I thought of it before the season. The Ravens at the Giants on Sunday. The number's up to six at BetMGM. We get the Wink-Martindale revenge spot. We get a Giants team that has no wide receivers that seems to have, find a way to win NFL games every week, which seems hard without a receiver uh, that is actually any good. One thing I've noticed, and I think it's impressive, Dable has gotten Daniel Jones to stop turning the ball over. Daniel Jones has stopped turning the ball over. That was one of those things with him. It was like, well, he's not that good, and he turns it over that stopped I was actually impressed that drive they had with him it's probably the best drive of his career last week against the Packers when they went down the field and, and tied that game or took the lead does it feel like too many points The Giants are getting a lot of points here at home
1: well the Giants good
3: no but they're probably they've average had the right the second easiest <laughs> they've had the second easiest
2: that. schedule coming into the season so Daniel Jones, three and zero ATS as an underdog. Um, okay, so here's what I was looking at at this one. Uh, obviously, Wink Martindale knows Lamar better than anyone. The Giants like to blitz a lot, and this is the type of defense. Mm-hmm. Last year, Lamar didn't really do well against that. Somehow, Lamar has a problem. He works on it, and he likes to fix it. Now he's doing very well against the blitz, and they all Giants play a lot of man coverage. And Mark Andrews is really good against uh, man coverage. Maybe looking at some Mark Andrews props, uh, but Lamar's top five against the blitz according to PFF. So, yep, you know he breaks away, he can score a touchdown on his own.
1: So I yeah. So how is Martindale going to play this? It's not mm-hmm. a situation where it's a Giants defense going against Justin Fields who can't handle the blitz. So he blitzes them right. all day. That's an e- easy game plan, right? Um, but Lamar has been successful against the blitz. And is Lamar going to have another game where he's missing wide open receivers like he did on Sunday night? I'm not, I'm not sure about it. I understand the point spread. The, the Giants' talent level is not, does not match their record right now. A four and one. I mean, the point differential tells the story, right? They're just plus ten with a four and right. one record. A, r- a lot of close games. We, you have to give them credit for that. Uh, Ravens have played well on the road. Uh, you you have to take that into account. Am I? I'm not looking to back the Ravens. I'm not looking to lay the number. It wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens, uh, if the Ravens end up laying it on them. And we know that Giants offensive line. They give up a ton of pressure. And it's weird, but. Saquon's keeping them in games. When I saw that he was limited yesterday, like that grabbed my attention. It doesn't happen a whole yeah. lot with running backs nowadays. But if you take Saquon away from this offense, it feels like it would change a lot, a lot, because oh, yeah. he's got oh, yeah. so much, so much burst. Uh, Bateman did not practice yesterday for the Ravens. That could be big. So I agree. But the Ravens yeah, offense it, you know they've been pretty they've been pretty good I mean you look at yards per play DVOA all that stuff they they rank like a top five top six they're somewhere in that range so it could be that Lamar blow up spot but I'm not interested in betting either side now, the Giants post London thing could be real those teams come after coming back playing sure. right away they give give up a lot of points if you want to do Ravens team total something like that or or Lamar with some of his props wouldn't be all that shocking
2: Oh, another thing that I saw from a Ravens reporter um, tweeted yesterday, um, Bateman missed his fifth straight practice, hasn't been out on the field since he injured his foot um, against the Bills. So with Bateman's sideline, Devin DuVernay was the only Ravens wide receiver who received more than two targets. Now, DuVernay is not listed on props, but it could be something to keep an eye on as we're waiting to see if Bateman's going to play um so just wanted to pass that along
3: all right like it All right, one more we haven't hit on today and let's bring Paul in here because he was jumping up and down in excitement for this game in our last break Cardinals and the Seahawks on Sunday we're we're down to two yeah. and a half Paul I, I i like the Seahawks plus the three we're down to two and a half Gino against Kyler what do you think it Paul what, what's your angle on this
4: I feel like this could be the Seahawks are kind of a cute dog and they just get curb stomped in this game. Mm. Like Ooh. as much as I, cause I feel like, like you've got a couple of these games, which will, the Jags are one, the Seahawks are one, the Giants are one kind of these frisky dogs that I think. And again, I don't know if it's in our ecosystem or nationwide that people are like, Ooh, the sea," like the Seahawks. My first thought, Joji was exactly the same. Okay. This is too easy. This is kind of a trap. And the offensive numbers don't lie. Um, but that defense is just so bad, and they're terrible against tight ends. Um, they've also, something we talked about with the Lions, like some of these kind of regression metrics last week, Seahawks' third most successful third down offense behind Kansas City and Buffalo. They could come back down to earth with that. Um, but the Arizona defense is just as bad. Second worst in EPA per play, uh, worst early down success rate you know, in the NFL against the pass. So... I just, I'm wondering if it's too, if the Seahawks spot, that was my first thing, but I'm like, now I'm, again, it's been a week, so kind of in my head about this. So am I going the other way? It to be a smash <laughs> spot. Is this a smash spot for the Cardinals? And this is a team I've been fading all year and wanted to fade all year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but when, when we do bet the Cardinals, we bet them as a dog. So, you, man, do you want to lay it them divisional matchup on the road as a favorite? That That worries me a little bit. I am really looking forward to this next segment because Paul was hurt by last week, even though we were two and three, it wasn't that bad. I, I you know, there are people out there that had Oh and five weeks for the contest. I have no idea what Paul likes. We have not talked about this slate much at all. So I'm fascinated nope. with this next segment's going to bring.
3: It's going to be great. Joe and Paul will give us their thoughts nope. on where they're going to go in the contest. NFL picks to come from us coming up about 20 minutes. A lot more to do right here on the Beck network.